Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent Disney bride Vanessa Wired about her off-site ceremony at Corpus Christi Catholic Church and her reception at the Asbury Rotunda and Hall at the Yacht and Beach Club. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how Vanessa combined the off-site portion and the on-site Disney portion to make her wedding and how everything turned out. So welcome, Vanessa. Hi, Carrie. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to know how you and Sean decided that you wanted to have a wishes reception and combine it with a ceremony at an Orlando Catholic church versus getting married at home or having a convalidation ceremony. Well, it was always a dream of mine, at least, to get married at Disney. But when we first started looking at wedding areas in the locations or around here in Florida, because we do live in Florida, my parents did ask that it was their wish to see us get married within the Catholic Church. We do actually go to a parish here that's actually within the same diocese as Orlando. So... When we started looking at our options, we actually saw that it would be possible to get the type of wedding that we were hoping for while also fulfilling that for my parents. It took quite a bit of work just because we not only had to deal with trying to find a Disney venue and doing the Disney lottery, which is already stressful on its own, but then also having to work with a church to find one that could work with the same times find out when their ceremony times as they don't always perform weddings on every day. They have very specific times that they can do it at to not intervene with any of the other masses. So once things started coming together, we didn't even have to worry about another option because it sort of sorted itself out and we were able to get Corpus Christi Catholic Church in celebration to uh, agree to do the ceremony for us while also getting our reception at Disney World. Oh, that's wonderful. And it's great that the church is so close to Walt Disney World. Yeah, it was less than 15 minutes. So Disney was more than happy to actually provide the transportation. We did transportation through them. And we were able to bus any of our guests that were from out of town uh, over to the church, be there in time for the ceremony, and then bus everyone back to the beach and yacht club for our reception. That's great. How did you decide on the Asbury Rotunda for the cocktail hour and then the Asbury Hall for your reception? Well, the boardwalk area over near Epcot is one of our favorite areas on property. So naturally, you know, we're big beach people. Um, We both grew up in the Northeast. I was by a lake. Sean was by the ocean. So naturally we were, you know, we love the beach and yacht club area with its New England style So it felt very natural for us to want to be there. With 
that, we, we really wanted a, a beach and nautical theme or feeling to go with our wedding. So it sort of just came together. It was, it was just an automatic reaction to say that's where we should have it. But one big thing for us to keep in mind was our guest count. Uh, we already knew we were going to have a larger wedding. And while there's amazing locations on property that I would love to have celebrated at, we had a guest count. We ended up at 130 people, but we knew we were going to be inviting over 200 people to the wedding. So we needed to pick a venue that could actually hold that many people. So a ballroom is really our best option. Wow. And that's a question I like to ask. How many people did you invite versus how many showed up? Did most of your guests live in Florida? We, um, I did the numbers. <laughs> At one point, we're, we're both engineers, so we love numbers and, and trying to figure out all these problems. <laughs> but we ended up inviting 240. We ended up with 130. So we're a little over a 50% rate. Wow. And 100 guests from out of state is a great response rate. Yeah, we actually ended up with 103 rooms on our room block. Wow. I won't tell you about the days when they used to give you extra free nights for every 50 room nights that you booked. <laughs> we tried. We tried and we tried and we pushed them. We're like, look, just give us one more room. But I think we had already milked them enough. We were able to convince them to give us one free night at uh, Deluxe Room at the Beach Club at the club level. Ah. Well, I, you know, I asked them, what's the highest level of room I can get for free? <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like your family was excited to hear that you were getting married at the church. How did your friends and family react when they found out the reception was going to be at Walt Disney World? Everyone was fortunately extremely excited. We had some family members that were, the instant we told them, were ready to go. They were booking things. They were, they were so excited. We had one family member actually cry <laughs> and, and she's, she's one of the few family members I have in Florida, but she was just so excited that we were able to do it because she wanted to see it happen for us. But otherwise the big resounding answer from most people were, we're not surprised because <laughs> we're big Disney fans. Like most people who get married there, you know, we've, we've had annual passes for the past five years while we've been here. So naturally it goes hand in hand. But really, our push to even be there was so that our family and friends could come together and have a vacation and be at our favorite spot. So them hearing it was at Disney, they weren't surprised, but they just couldn't wait because all of them made it essentially into a vacation. We had everyone taking advantage of it. Uh, we had guests flying in from international. One Sean's cousins came from China just for the wedding. He's teaching over there. So he literally just came over for the wedding and had to go back to teach. I had a friend come from Scotland. We had family all over just, just flying in and, and literally grasping at the opportunity to be with us, but to also be at Disney. Excited. <laughs> that is great. So tell me a little bit about if you had a theme or colors and how you incorporated them into your events. So our theme, like I was explaining a little bit earlier for our reasoning for the beach and yacht club or we just like that beach and nautical theme we were really going for an ambiance if anything we just really wanted that romantic seaside dinner type of feel since it was springtime we did go for a lighter color scheme we ended up with the mint like a 
sea glass blue. I wouldn't say not, not as strong as an aqua, like a, a light blue and coral. Uh, we added some gold accents and wherever I could throw in some glitter for some sparkle, I did. This mm -hmm. <laughs> sparkle makes everything better. But that's really, it was a nautical and, and beach theme if you have to classify it. We did a lot of things ourselves to help bring those elements in. Um, one of the benefits of being in a ballroom was we were able to do so much ourselves DIY ourselves and, and bring, for example, we made monkey fists table numbers and our actual table numbers themselves. We made with glitter cardstocks with rope borders and we had seashells for the cocktail hour centerpieces. For the actual reception itself, we were able to bring in lanterns. So we had a mixture of tall floral uh, centerpieces with low lantern centerpieces. Let's see what else? We brought in a lighthouse lantern that we actually have at home to be on our sweetheart table. Sean actually made us a lobster trap card box. Ah. So we tried to add little touches here and there. And just really play up what already is at the Yacht Club, since it already has a lot of the nautical tones. So just little touches like that is what we did. That's great. Now, for the various elements of the ceremony where you weren't at Disney, how did you do the ceremony floral and decor? Did you get that through Disney and have them deliver it or use an outside florist or DIY that? When it came to ceremony... I don't know if you've ever seen the church, or I would recommend people looking it up, but it is a breathtaking church. It has a lot of dark woods. It's very ornate and very, very, it just makes a statement on its own. So we considered very early on, okay, what floral would we want to bring? What decor? Uh, my mother actually had leftover fabric to make the pew bows for my sister's wedding a couple years ago. So we were all prepared to decorate it. But when my parents saw it in person, it was a unanimous agreement that we didn't need anything. So we didn't actually end up decorating at the church at all just because it was already so beautiful on its own. But I will say, you know, Disney did make that an option. They did say if we wanted to transfer any floral, they could. Uh, the church even said if, if we needed to get floral, they would work with us because we did have a coordinator through the church. She was assigned to us. She would work with us to get anything done that we needed to. It was just the decision in the end was we just didn't need it. Okay. And how about your bouquet? My bouquet, all, all personal floral, we actually did stick to Disney. I know um, some people opt to go outside of Disney for it, which is a great way to save on budget. But I had to play a budget versus convenience game for myself. I was really concerned about having to worry about certain elements on the day of the wedding, and I did not want floral going wrong. I didn't want there to be an accident or just not getting in in time. Like all the little paranoias would come in. So I opted to stick to Disney. They did an outstanding job on my bouquet. Uh, we did some things just because we were trying to be budget friendly. Uh, we did some things to make it a little bit cheaper, but we did stick to keeping my bouquet a standard size and just filling it with beautiful floral. And they really did a great job. So I'm happy I stuck with it. That's great to hear. Can you give me a timeline of how the day ran? Since we had uh, 
six bridesmaids plus two mothers plus myself, we were able to get our hair and makeup team to come to the hotel. So we started getting ready at the Beach and Yacht Club and the makeup team came knocking on the door at seven o'clock in the morning so that we could start that whole process. One interesting thing is that we found out Publix, there's a nearby Publix that actually will deliver to the hotels. So around 9.30, we actually had Publix come by to the beach club where we were staying and uh, deliver all these food platters that we had ordered earlier in the week. So we were eating breakfast. Everyone was at least getting ready. The guys started getting ready in their separate room around, I believe it was 10 o'clock. So we took a relaxed time. It wasn't rushed in any way, which was, it felt really nice because only so many people could be worked at once. Around 11 o'clock, 11.15, uh, Sean and I met up within the beach club to do a first look. It was very important to me to try to get some pictures over at the boardwalk. And we found out within our 45-day mark with Disney that there was actually a wedding that got scheduled at the boardwalk for later on that afternoon. So where we originally planned to take some pictures after the ceremony on the boardwalk side, there was going to be a wedding taking place. So obviously they were going to get precedence and that was okay. So during our first look, we actually bust over to the boardwalk area. We're able to take first looks and some couple pictures together for about an hour, which we then came back to the beach club. The guys jumped on the bus. I went back to my room. They got bus to the church. We all finished getting ready, eating lunch, and then myself and the bridesmaids went to the church around 11.15. So our ceremony started at 2. It was 2 to 3 because we included a mass. At that time, you know, after the end of mass, we took some pictures. Everyone was meeting and greeting. By the time everyone gets on the bus and gets back to the yacht club, it was around 4 o'clock. So we had an hour before our reception would start, which was at 5 o'clock. So we took our bridal party, we went, took our pictures, our guests went and found the bar, apparently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we were a little concerned about that hour break, so we tried to communicate and keep people informed as to what was in that area, what can you go see, go check out the pool, go look at this, go look at that. So a lot of people actually went and self-entertained for about an hour and went off to the cocktail hour at 5, which... Gratefully, we were also able to release our bridal party around 5 o'clock to let them go enjoy the cocktail hour with the guests, with their significant others, because most of them already are either married or have significant others. You know, We wanted them to go enjoy the day, too. We didn't want to keep them too separated. So Sean and I stayed back while the bridal party went off to the cocktail hour. We finished up our couple of shots, went back in. We were able to see our room without anyone else, which was a really nice touch. Get some good reaction photos of us seeing the room for the first time, which was really special. Eat some hors d'oeuvres. Get a drink of water because it was very hot that day. We, it was a 95-degree day in April. Wow. So, <laughs> we were a little toasty by the time that we got to the end of the day. But at that point, because we had taken so many pictures earlier, we were actually able to go and enjoy the remainder of the cocktail hour with our guests, which helped in meeting and greeting and, and just relaxing and finally being able to give people face-to-face -face time. 
at six o'clock is when we actually started the reception. Everyone was ushered in. We were we announced the entire bridal party. We came in and that's we just started the party. Um, food came out. We did a buffet. Uh, that was also one of our costs savvy methods, just because we found you could get a lot more food for the same price as a plated dish. So we had a buffet going, and next thing we know, it's it was just music and and partying and having a great time. We had DJ Charles Miles, who was booked through Disney, who was just absolutely fantastic. So that was really the remainder of our night. Of course, we had Mickey and Minnie come out and surprise all of our guests, which was a very special moment. And then our, our reception ended at 10 o'clock. Those who wanted to keep going, we went over to Jelly Rolls all together and ended the night there while other guests with children uh, were able to go home and, and go relax. That's great. We actually added a dessert party to our wedding weekend, I guess you can call it, as a welcome party. It was a little untraditional just because I think most people associate dessert parties with the day of the wedding because they want to be able to wear their dress, get those amazing photos, which are absolutely beautiful. But since we were in a ballroom and we had so many people, we thought, okay, let's make this event something to get people excited about and welcome those that are here a little bit earlier on property. So two days before our wedding, I believe it was a Thursday, we actually hosted a welcome party. Uh, we did an illuminations welcome party slash dessert party. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that was was for any of the guests that were already on property with us. So we had 44 guests attend uh, who were there. And we unfortunately got rained out. I guess the term's not even rained out. It was excessive electric activity is what they call it on their BEO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there was lightning in too close proximity to the park. So we got a phone call at five o'clock saying that we had to be moved indoors. It became a little chaotic because I, I don't even think they were awaiting that news. And, you know, they were really trying to wait it out. Our planner, Lisa, was absolutely amazing. And I know that she was really trying to wait and see if it could still be outdoors. And at the last minute, they had to pull back and say, no, it's just, it's not going away. So we had to go to uh, the American Adventure Parlor. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so it's a, it was a nice location, nice backup. While I knew in the back of my mind what I really wanted, I wanted to be outside with those linens and our light-up cylinder gel cubes and all these fun colors and, and having that special feeling of, of just being in this little secluded special party area. We had to go indoors, but to our guests, they didn't know the difference. They didn't know what I was waiting for. And a lot of them actually even said they felt very special because they're like, I feel like this room's not available to everyone. Like This is a hidden part of the building. (laughs) So we just played it off as like, of course, plus the food was so delicious. No one really noticed. It was nice being inside with the air conditioning since it was a very hot week to our luck (laughs) so we we were indoors once the fireworks happened though they were able to take us outside they actually gave everyone a treat just because of all the things that had happened so all of our guests as they left got a um mickey rice crispy treat from the chef so everyone felt a little extra special that day so it, it did work out very well and everyone still talks about it they still really did enjoy it so it was a big hit 
That's great. And were you able to go back out to your original location for the fireworks or did they take you to a different one? They did. We were originally supposed to be at Italy Isola West, which is a fantastic location for viewing the fireworks. So once it was time, a few moments before the show, they just took everyone out. They, they had various guides there and they just ushered out all the guests and took us to our location. It was already blocked off. So they were trying to set it up, but they were able to keep it blocked off for us and just brought our group in. Once again, everyone felt special. Um, <laughs> I did buy, and I would recommend for anyone, I bought some glow necklaces, which I think was the biggest lifesaver for us because everyone was frantically trying to stuff desserts in their mouths as they were running out. So, you know, we were cutting it very close to, to showtime and it's already getting dark out. So people were like, oh, I don't, I don't know who I'm trying to follow. And and you would just see this sea of glow necklaces, <laughs> bought them at like Walmart. <laughs> and that's how everyone could identify themselves. They're like, oh, that's someone else from our group. And everyone would go running after each other with the glow necklaces. But it was really, it was, the event was worthwhile. If anyone ever questions having one, especially as a welcome party, or I know some people have done it as rehearsal dinners, it really is just such a special event for people. And on top of it, the ability of bringing in even though it was a smaller amount than our actual wedding guests, so many people were able to meet for the first time, interact with one another. We actually found, you know, our college friends had never met. They were having a great time. Some of them were making plans already for the next day. So it made the wedding day actually a little bit easier just because a lot of people started becoming friends early on or they got those first jitters off. So by wedding day, everyone just hit the ground running and, and were ready to have fun. That's awesome. What were the most and least important aspects of your wedding when it came to focusing your attention and your budget? It's hard because for me, I tried to give attention to everything. <laughs> so it really was, I, I think I almost stressed myself out too much. And I think everyone else can agree that I did. Really top priority for us and for our parents, because our, our parents did contribute, you know, we all paid for the wedding together. So, you know, they hit hard. They said food. You know, we want the food to be good. We want there to be a lot of variety. So we actually put a lot of time into at least finding the right menu, um, finding out how many items would really work well, what would be the best budget-wise without, you know, getting too crazy. Photography was very important to Sean and myself, we were willing to put that extra dollar in just because this is going to be what lasts. This is what stays with us. And then the most important thing was really guest experience. I wanted everyone to just come down and have an amazing time and just remember the event. Now, I realize looking back, there's nothing that I could really do. People are already at Disney. They're going to remember it. They're going to hopefully have an amazing time. I can't control that, but we wanted to make sure we had an amazing DJ. So we spent a lot of time working with the DJ, actually picking out our music list. So that was a lot of time right there. We just tried to commit time to, to making sure we had the entertainment or, you know, that we were, spending the money in all the right areas without getting too ahead of ourselves because the budget really, when you have 130 people, it's actually scary how quickly the money gets spent. You know, we 
look back and it's like over $30,000 went to just food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, it's, it's almost like a jaw dropper when you put it into perspective. So we really tried to do what we could to focus our budget wants and needs and the conveniences while staying within reason, just because Disney will make anything possible. They'll do it for you. You know, they'll, they'll give you anything that they can, but it of course comes with a price. So we had to be realistic with everything. The least attention, like we discussed before, ceremony decor, we didn't have to worry about it just because how beautiful it was. I dropped some items that I originally had on my list. Like I wanted to do welcome bags and actually listening to some of the podcasts, that's where I heard more about it and learned more about it, that it wasn't necessarily the number one priority. So I actually ended up not focusing attention on that, but rather putting attention into welcome pamphlets or different forms of communication to get to our guests. So everything took time. I committed a lot of time to a lot of items, but there was some compromising in what we could do versus what our budget priorities were and then what truly was important to us, which was the food, the guest experience, and our photography. Okay. Now talking about the food, because it was so important, do you have any recommendations? I know a lot of times people are totally at a loss for what they should have on their menu. So if you have anything you can recommend, that'd be awesome. We were fortunate enough, and and people should know that they can ask this, we had both sets of parents actually attend our food tasting. So we had six people at our food tasting. They did tell us that they would charge extra for the two additional, but Looking back at my BEO, I don't actually see the charge anywhere. So I think they actually were were very gracious and either let it slip (laughs) or something like that. But we did have both sets of parents come in. So we let them pick some items themselves. This one's a big hit or miss, but the duck like stood out to my dad. He insisted that we needed to maintain the, uh, it was like a mandarin duck cone. Hmm. The biggest hitter at... The wedding, though, was the Petite Lobster Clubs. We actually didn't try that during our food tasting. It was a last-minute switch because originally we were going to do shrimp cocktail. And we thought to ourselves, you know, shrimp cocktail, I can go to the supermarket and get that. Let's try something that's that's a little bit more special. And we asked our, our coordinator, and she recommended the Lobster Clubs. And it was the number one appetizer for people. They absolutely loved it. So as long as you can have seafood, it it comes very highly recommended. And those are those are like tiny little lobster club sandwiches? Yes. So it's a little sandwich. It's on brioche toast. And it had lobster. I think it was bacon, lettuce, tomato, and some type of aioli sauce. Mm. It was just, I, I don't know. I just kept asking for more. I was <laughs> just getting into me because this is just delicious. <laughs> and um, everyone did notice, you know, because... 130 people, they're running for that food. You know, we love to eat. And they said never once did it ever look like there was never enough food. They were continuously filling it. The second, you know, it was halfway done, there was all of a sudden, you know, Ninja came by and and the table's full again. So everyone ate as much as they could of the appetizers just to get into the reception and find out we had a ton more food in there. We did not add any action stations. They sound fantastic, but when it came to the budget, we wanted to add 
an additional side and entree rather than have the, the showmanship. So we did three appetizers, three sides, three entrees, and three desserts. That's the way that we went. And one thing to note is we also did a bill on consumption bar, which some people find to be a little bit risky, but was probably one of the best decisions that we made for saving money in the end. That's great to hear. And did you find with having three desserts that then people ate less cake or was it a wash? You know, we came home with a lot more cake than I anticipated. <laughs> it seemed like everyone had desserts. I think you don't realize how much food they actually just prepare. We did assorted cheesecakes. We had uh, a chocolate mousse dome and we had fruit salad or sliced fruit. It was some type of fruit is is what we had as the three desserts. And then when cake came out, we actually ordered a smaller cake and then had sheet cakes in the back uh, to actually serve the amount of people that we had. But what they called a slice was very large. <laughs> <laughs> so we still ended up with, with a lot of cake. I know people, we had three different flavors in our cake. We took advantage of that. We had the almond cake with Bailey's mousse. We had the yellow cake with raspberry mousse. And then the marble cake with the cookies and cream mousse, which is, it tastes just like the uh, gray stuff from Be Our Guest. So we had guests that asked for multiple or, you know, asked for a specific one. But we still came home with probably three or four boxes of just cake. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Well, after all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? So it's a hard question to answer just because there's two different ways that I see it. I had a favorite feeling and I had a favorite memory. So my favorite feeling and, and what actually justified this whole Disney experience for me was just walking around during our first look, just walking around on property when we're taking our pictures and just having so many people stop us to congratulate us, complete strangers, cast members, people that were just smiling ear to ear and, and, and shouting congratulations as far away as, you know, as they could see us or hear us. And, and it was so special. And even hearing during our actual first look, and we have a picture of it, we kept hearing a knocking on a window. And it was a little girl who was just pressed up against the window knocking and once she got our attention, she just started waving frantically and, and pointing to her mom and pointing to us. So it was it, that feeling was my absolute favorite feeling. And I know I could not have gotten that anywhere else. Like a little boy asked his mom if I was Cinderella. Oh. And I'm, not, I'm not a dress up type of person. I, I, I don't get gust up and all that other stuff and hearing a little boy say that like melt in my heart <laughs> so that feeling was like number one for me but the actual memory was having mickey and minnie join our party just because no one knew we kept the secret our parents knew just because they were part of the planning session but even my mom admitted she completely forgot that it was planned so our dj had brought everyone out into the dance floor and he just I don't even remember what song is playing. He's just pumping everyone up. He's trying to act like we're, we're about to, you know, we're just going to do something for the wedding party and everyone get up and come into the middle of the dance floor. And, oh, we forgot two people and the doors open and Minnie and Mickey come in. And it, it was just literally a thunderous roar of cheering and clapping and gasping. And, and the pictures that we just have alone from it, it just shows how magical 
a minute with Mickey is no matter how old you are. Cause we've had, we had children that were just staring at them. We had adults that were running over to take pictures with them. Everyone was just so excited. It was just such a special moment to see everyone so happy and so excited all at once over Mickey Mouse. <laughs> you know, people try to act all big and bad and, oh, you're going to Disney. But it was everyone. There was not a single person who was not smiling ear to ear, who was not excited, who was not trying to shake his hand or dance with Minnie or get a picture. You know, it was just so special. That made the moment for us. That is awesome. What a great story. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Well, on the day of the wedding, everything went so smoothly. If something went wrong, it's not that I really know. The only thing I could really think of is that our floral delivery just got a little screwed up. I was trying to get my bouquet and all the bridesmaids' bouquets at once, but they actually held them for a little longer, so I wasn't there with the girls when they got their bouquets. But in the end, I look back, I'm like, it's really not that big of a deal. The florist, she stuck around. She made sure all the guys got pinned. She made sure all the girls had their bouquets and everyone was set up. So really thinking back, that was, if that's my biggest issue, I am golden. Like the entire day went perfectly fine. Otherwise, of course, there's always like those little expectation things. Like I said, with the dessert party, it was a little sad for me to be indoors, but I'm the only one that really knew, or we're the only ones that really knew what the event was supposed to be like. So no one else even noticed. Um, Yeah, we had, the other thing was just, we had our rehearsal dinner at Ohana's the day before the wedding for our bridal party and anyone immediately involved in the wedding. So we had about 30 people going to Ohana's and we strategically planned it to be right along with wishes. So when we would have dessert is when the fireworks show should start, which is around 10 o'clock. Well, we're eating dessert and we never notice the fireworks are going off because the music's not getting piped in. Their audio broke. And once again, it's like, we're the only ones that know. Everyone else thought it was so amazing to watch wishes from where they were while eating, you know, the infamous Ohana's dessert. So everyone was happy. That's, you know, anything like that, you just got to let it go and still just enjoy the day for what it's worth. Yeah, that's great advice. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Well, we had a lot of heartburn over the bar. So I'm glad that it worked out, that the bill on consumption uh, worked out well for us. What else? Uh, Transportation. I was a little concerned with transportation just because we had 65 people who needed a ride. So we didn't want guests to feel like they needed to rent a car. Some guests just conveniently did. They drove down from the Northeast, so they were willing to use their cars. Some people stayed off property. So we just had a primary focus of 65 people. But 65 people still often go wrong. I was concerned about people missing buses, not knowing where they're going. In the end, it really wasn't that big of a deal because I had to think back and, and realize it's these people are driving their adults. If they miss the bus, they know how to get a cab. If they get lost, they know how to use maps. You know? So it was something that I could let go, and, and everything ended up working out fine. I did find out a couple of days after the wedding that 
Uh, two, of my, two of my friends actually didn't make the bus because they were just taking too long to get ready. And they're like, you didn't even know. We took Uber and we just showed up at the church and it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it really um, it really didn't end up being that big of a deal. Everything was sorted out and, and everyone knew where to go just because we also communicated all of it, but they figured it out. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I probably would have just not worried as much (laughs) just because it was just hard with so many people. You almost feel responsible for that many people. And I'm sure every bride feels that way, especially when the wedding is quote unquote destination. So knowing now, I probably just would not have allowed myself to worry as much. I would have just focused on, on doing the things that I needed to do. We had some complication, you know, some guests didn't realize how quickly Disney got booked up. So they were waiting on their rooms and kept saying, well, we'll book it next week. And it was the week after and the week after. Some people actually did lose out on rooms because they took too long. Hmm. And that's where I realized now it's like, I shouldn't have worried about it. Because in the end, the outcome was the same. I was stressing for them, you know, because I understood, I knew that the rooms would be gone just because of how popular Disney is. but they figured it out. So it's not worth it to, to let yourself get overly worried with what everyone else is going to do. I would just focus on myself, focus on what tasks I have at hand and just, just let people be the adults they're supposed to be and they'll, they'll get it done. Yeah, that's great advice. Do you have any other tips or advice for someone who'd like to combine an offsite ceremony with a Disney reception? I would really emphasize to start early. And I know that's sometimes a little bit difficult because the Disney lottery happens a year before, if your wishes. But with an offsite ceremony, especially at a church, for example, I can imagine for any particular religion, it might be the same. Ceremonies can't be done every day. They have certain restrictions, certain times available. So you're already starting with a very limited pool of times. Plus, you have the balance of what Disney may potentially offer you. So the way we worked it best was, like I said, start early. We went to the offsite ceremony location first, asked what their restrictions were, found out at least the dates and times. We ended up with a Saturday, so that worked for them. They said our our Saturday times are 2 p.m. Okay, now we know. We could use that information to decide when to start our reception over at Disney We went to Disney, we gave them our first and second choices for dates, said, okay, this is the reception time we wanted to start, and then we just had to wait on the lottery. We let the church know what our two dates were. They penciled us in because fortunately both dates were still available because we started so early, and then it was just a waiting game to find out from Disney. Just for my listeners who might be concerned... The lottery is not always something that happens. It's usually only if multiple people want the same or similar combinations of locations at the same time on the same day. So it's highly likely that you won't even get put in a lottery. But as long as you have options, like Vanessa is saying, you should end up with something that works for you. Yes. And and I will emphasize that we got our first choice. It was not even, I think we hype ourselves up more about it than it actually is. It worked out okay. But we also kept things in mind so people are also aware it's the more popular times, there's going to be more weddings. So we were right at the end of spring break. 
we did it intentionally. We knew it would be a little difficult for some guests. So, of course, some people couldn't make it just because the way spring break fell, the kids were just off the week before. You know, it's what we had to do just because it made it easier to hold the wedding. The weekend before ours, it was just completely booked up because it was spring break. So if you keep that in mind, it's also a little bit easier to to massage the dates that you truly want. Um, if you are really restricted, then Disney will make it work for you. There's so many amazing locations. If you don't get what you first want, you might end up with someplace better that you just didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, this is great advice. So is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? So our wedding album, our photographer actually made the wedding album public. We went through Mackenzie's Stewart Weddings, was our photographer. Our wedding album itself is msweddingimage.pass, so P-A-S-S, dot U-S, slash B-S, so Vanessa Sean, but just the two initials. Great. And I will also put some of those photos in the slideshow that goes with this episode on the DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Wonderful. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me this evening. I think it's been really helpful for anyone who's planning a wishes event, a large wishes event with many guests, or even a wishes event that they want to combine with an off-site ceremony, perhaps at a Catholic church. So I appreciate your taking the time. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm glad to help. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.